sessions i'll talk more on that later which meant that the odi tournament which was scheduled between these two teams and for south africa it was important because they had to qualify next year anything can happen in 12 months they may qualify or you could come in for a shock where they may not qualify for the first time in their 30 year history of sport that they have not qualified for a 50 over world cup there's enough debate on the duration of this particular format we won't go into that because that debate has no substance as of right now but there's a lot of conversation around that so who were the players they were the players who were not your regulars who were always on the periphery all the fringe team b team c team whatever you may want to call it but if you look at the results of game 2 and game 3 well they did shock everyone of course game 3 which was in a way not going to happen because of incessant rains in one part of the world in sin city delhi but the clouds parted and they managed to get the ground ready and the match happened now whatever south africa bowled out for 99 it's something even i do not know that's a difficult question because even i do not know why were south africa bowled out for a score of 99 did they bat poorly or were they just focusing on the 20 over world cup were their minds already in australia that's the discussion that has been going on nevertheless they were bowled out for 99 and they chased that target comfortably in 20 overs and it was done by what one calls a second string team but that was not the only second string team that was participating then as i said in the previous episode or couple of episodes ago it was not only the players who were termed as second string or who should be termed as second string who should not be termed but they were termed it was also the second string commentators bench jockeys and discards which meant that the a list of commentators had already left for australia because they were to spend at least a month over there they had already left for that particular country because it takes time to go and get used to conditions and they have to do pre tournament promotions and there is always this program called follow the blues 
but I would like to call it stalk the team. So they have to send in their team to go and interview the players for the and how are they how are they feeling before the tournament and all the hype surrounding the first match of the tournament with reference to the Indian team. So the A list of the commentators left, the supposed A list players left, which meant that we were left with a second string but a future A list team and this A list team silences the slippers that is the discards and the bench jockeys but while game 3 was one sided and it was difficult to determine whether south africa were not there as if they were not fully prepared or they had their mind somewhere else we can keep debating over this for a while of course the preparation for the 50 over world cup begins as soon as this tournament finishes though in light of what has happened the format of 50 over has become more of a bench that do we need this format do we really need this format in light of the excitement of a three-hour game the, the five-day game is a different story. No one is touching that. No one will have the guts to even talk about discarding that. But they can target a 50-over match because of the duration and the need for it and all the questions surrounding its validity, reliability and with so many T20 domestic private tournaments coming up. How will one look at a 50-over format? That's something I don't know how will one deal with. But that's the beauty. That's how things are. But game 2 was very interesting because South Africa managed to make around 280 runs. Which meant that India were to chase around 280 runs. And they did it. And it was done by a group of players who will dominate in the next decade. We'll be talking about them, but the interesting thing is that when it comes to chasing a score, we have been talking about one or two individuals for such a long time. One or two individuals has dominated this whole chase situation for such a long time that when none of them were there and their focus is on the 20 or World Cup, we'll talk on that in the next episode, but let's focus on this for now. We'll talk on that when the time comes. But the interesting thing is that it was done by individuals who are not totally freshers, but they are not totally seniors or experienced players. They're still settling in one foot inside the team, one foot outside the team. What would the vanilla selectors be thinking about them is a question which everyone has been trying to answer. For a long time, the obvious teams would be VK, Ravina, Dhoni, Rohit and others were doing all the chasing before that. I can assure you once upon a time, Yuvraj Singh and Rahul Ravid were the first official finishers in the team. A lot of people will disagree. But I am not very worried about those who will disagree with this. If you disagree, good for you. We live in a world where disagreement is one way of showing your opinion. 
but in my opinion what will happen in the next decade how will 50 over format be positioned that's something that depends on the governing bodies the international governing bodies the players themselves how pseudo media and print electronic digital media deals with it what kind of articles are written on this because i have seen that articles influence the decision making of the governing bodies they are affected by articles so it will be very interesting as to how this happened but the most interesting thing was that india did not chase 250 in the in game 1 in 40 overs everyone said we don't have the main players what are these players doing here they still have a lot of time to mature they still have a lot of time to get into that habit so everyone said second string the moment they chase this 280 newspapers change their tune this is not a second string team it was done by the likes of ishan kishan and shubman gill and shreyas ayer and sanju samson who have been part of the team who have been trying to force their way into the team but have been pushed back by the individuals who have already settled in and those individuals are not going away for a long long time of course the focus is now on the 2023 world cup that can be the focus parallelly it doesn't mean that just because the 20 over world cup is due to start this coming sunday we cannot focus on the 2023 world cup which is due in 12 months time it's still the possibility you can still focus on that and then it's a wait of 12 years while you see relentless campaigning by former players who were part of the successful 2007 winning world cup team kudos to them they have been relentlessly through the broadcast broadcasters campaigning it's been 15 years let's get the cup home it's been 15 years let's get the cup home where have we heard we came close in 2014 and 2016 but coming close is not enough lifting the trophy is but let's talk about something even more interesting since we are focusing on the 20 over world cup and in 2007 i was i had not much idea that this tournament was going on for whatever reason so i was only getting updates through newspapers as most of these websites digital websites were not that active and that excitable during that period when a group of newbies was sent remember they were not newbies none of those 15 20 players sent to the 2007 world cup whether they were sent reluctantly by the indian cricket board or whether the entire tournament was conducted with reluctance we do not know what was going on in the mind of the international cricket board and what was the thought process of the indian cricket board to send a new fresh team because some of the 34 35 year olds whom we don't have to name refused to go but none of them were totally new i won't go into details but all of them involved are already part of the team had already performed for the team they were not new in terms at the international stage even if they made their 20 over debut in that tournament with no clue as to how a 20 over game is to be played how is it to be analyzed and how you approach it because there is so much of 
unnecessary analysis about 20 over game how do you look at it we have terms like dead overs and middle overs and power play and who is a power play specialist who is a dead baller specialist who is a middle over specialist big grounds small grounds and which kind of bowler can bowl to another batter which kind of bowler cannot bowl to another batter these were the discussions that have been happening but they weren't happening right now which meant the pseudo media which was still in its infancy the ppet media which unlike today doesn't did not have a skin in the game at that time because of a previous tournament which we lost badly or were knocked out and then emotions around it and so much of criticism and negativity whatever you may want to call it and then the euphoria of the 20 over world cup whose format was seen as something fun i still see it as something fun but that's how it is so what's the big difference now the difference is that teams go into this kind of world cup with more than 20 games prepared they go with after playing more than 20 games which means you can try more than at least all your players once so if you have a team of 15 you can at least try all the 15 players once you have experienced yourself by playing more than 20 games you have dom- you have gone to the stadiums you, you are practicing there was no such discussion then they all went with a blank mindset and they won it now the kind of unnecessary discussion that what should one do australian grounds are huge how should one approach sixes won't be easy to hit you should go for doubles and singles and triples the straight boundaries are shorter the side boundaries are bigger logic would be to win the toss bat first and defend the score these are the kind of discussions that are happening right now but now what happens is that international cricket council just to make sure that the players are prepared the international cricket council doesn't care if the teams come prepared by playing 20 25 matches beforehand they are not concerned about that they have to arrange warm up matches because it's their prerogative that warm up matches will be arranged irrespective of what the teams have done before in this particular tournament or how their preparations are going on for this particular tournament so each team is going to play two warm up games along with some along with some qualifiers where two teams from each group will qualify into the respective groups that's important and then when it finally starts there is so much hype around what is going to happen on 23rd of october what's the hype about it's just a game but then there is hype and with what has happened last year and all the strange occurrences of last year and all the emotions pouring out like anything after the result last year when we were knocked out despite being on six points and everything else and then questioning the team itself this player wasn't there this player wasn't there why did we tamper with the bowling lineup or the batting lineup in this particular game and why were we not able to defend the score why did not we win the toss so much of unnecessary discussion was happening but 
and then ants also just add fuel to the fire they just come and say in a parody sort of a way please let's win this year let's forget what happened last year we have been waiting for 15 years it's been too long we want to lift the trophy we want to give happiness and smile on the fanatics so that some things are brushed aside and some things make others happy so this has been the discussion and which is the strongest team i won't discuss that right now i'll discuss it in the next episode but let's focus on these warm up games why do warm up games happen as i said the international cricket board has to arrange for warm up games not every team will have the luxury of scheduling matches some teams have some teams haven't every team has come with a different mindset so warm up games and the whole debate around getting acclimatized to the weather and what not i think these things really don't matter it's not as if these players are traveling for the first time to another country or minor things like the condition of the pitches do they matter maybe they do matter maybe they don't matter it's difficult to say do the size of the grounds matter sometimes they do but the result in the warm up game will tell the pseudo media and the pseudo experts that what is the final 11 they are going to go with because the question is we still don't know who are the final 11 Who, whom they want to go with? Will they go with four fast bowlers and one spinner, three fast bowlers, two spinners, and one all-rounder? Which means that will affect the batting lineup. Four plus one seems a logical option. One spinner is good enough, and then you have four fast bowlers, and then you can have someone else do the job of part-timers. That's one thing they're doing, but that's for a that's a discussion for another day. because we all will view something whether we win whether we lose we will say we missed out on this opportunity we should have done better we would have done better if we had done this that's what the discussion is after a tournament ends and that's human nature despite thinking that everything went perfect everything went according to plan we will always be able to take out some errors and flaws because that's human nature if humans don't take out errors and flaws then they are then human has nothing to contribute because we are allowing everything to be overtaken by artificial intelligence anyways the only thing that is left in human nature is bit of analysis bit of extracting flaws despite it being a near perfect game extracting flaws is a human nature specialty whatever happens in this world cup whoever wins one hopes that the country wins of which i am a part of that's always the hope but i won't go into details because i don't want to get into pseudo nationalism or any kind of jingoism because that's not me whoever wins good for them that's the beauty of such sports warm up games important warm up games results don't really matter you can play anyone from the 15 why can't we have this kind of a rule for a normal game why can't all 15 be involved in a normal game they should be allowed to be substituted at any time warm up games 
it's not official so it won't be counted into the official records which is fine official games when you can only play 11 you can substitute but the substitutes cannot be active in terms of ball in terms of replacing a baller or a batter so why don't we have the rule for the warm up game in a normal game have 15 and just play any of them if you have to replace a baller with a batter while defending a score do it if you are chasing a score you replace a batter you take out the baller and get a batter that's how it is but that's how warm up games are done you won't find any records of warm up games they won't look at it warm up games are just to make sure that the teams are prepared they know where their mindset is a lot of teams are preparing in different ways and but the international cricket council wants to send the message that we did everything to make sure that you are ready whether you had scheduled 10 matches before this that's not our concern not all team will be able to do that because the schedule is such and then it's just the way things are in a very cramped calendar so we are going to do a warm up game for each team making sure that they don't complain that they did not get full game time so more the games the better it is that is that is also subjective more you play the better it is the more you play then it's feel as if why can't we just a break But that's how things work in the world of sports friendly games warm up games and usually warm up games are often against the team of the other group it means india faces australia and new zealand once again like last year which means if they bowl first they will try out all their bowlers and when they bat they will make sure that all 11 are batters that's how things are going to be everyone gets a chance in the warm up game you can you can retire hurt you can give the other person a chance you only have 20 overs so you cannot go more than that but you can allow yourself to be retired hurt and then give chances to other individuals that's how things are in this particular warm up game scenario but things like getting used to conditions or the better word is climatized to conditions that's subjective drop in pitches or bouncy pitches or slow pitches these are jargons used by pseudo experts i don't think the players even care about such things they want to go and perform whether they are bowled out for 80 or they make 180 it's all in the mindset the pseudo experts will always try to show that not in by saying this pitch is bouncy this pitch will turn or this particular ground is big so you cannot hit sixes at free will nobody can hit sixes at free will so let's not get into that but for me acclimatization acclimatization to conditions is subjective once again it's subjective there is no objectivity in such situation so what will happen we'll discuss who is a team which has an upper hand can't say even if teams are doing well in their pre tournament preparations by playing more and more games against teams which is fair enough it still doesn't account for the fact that what will happen in the actual tournament 
every team has their own way of doing it some teams have arranged to play extra proper games that the blood flow keeps going and no player is left behind everyone gets a chance some teams have gone the other route they only happy playing mom up games but one cannot be harsh on teams who have not arranged such tournament because that's how the schedule is one would praise for example team like pakistan australia england and bangladesh and new zealand that they are playing more games before the world cup one thing is it can lead to fatigue team like india have not arranged such matches ideal world they should have but what was in the mind of the governing body and the scheduling committee we we'll leave it to them and that's how things are what will happen in the actual tournament we'll discuss it in the next episode